So today we're talking about the truth about broad or open targeting. Now this is something that we've been preaching since 2017 based on the data of quite literally a couple hundred million dollars of ad spend from brands spending a couple hundred bucks a day to a couple million dollars a day. Now, we're going to get into why broad works, where it came from. Also, we're going to address the big elephant in the room right away of interest targeting. And I'm doing this because I've been preaching this a lot and it's actually a big key for the success of all my students and clients. Folks from around the world managing from $500 a day to a million dollars a day in ad spend, dozens of brands and many countries for many years are all seeing success doing the exact same thing. And they no longer have to solve the same problem over and over again. Fun fact, if you have to solve the same puzzle over and over and over again, it means that you never actually solved it to begin with. So we're going to get into a lot of that as well as direct some of the questions and concerns that folks have had, like Brian Rolfe Jr. on Twitter uh, with Digital Dynasty that said it was arrogant of me to continue to suggest broad and open targeting because as he put it, in his experience at least, 90% of ad accounts are seeing better success with interest groups versus broad and lookalikes. Now, the fact is, Brian's wrong. Um, also, that 90%, not a real number. And we're going to get to why a lot of accounts, including yours, might see better success at an interest group today. But why it's 100% worth your time and money to start abandoning that. And we're gonna start off with the first part. Facebook abandoned interest targeting over five years ago. So for those that don't know, Facebook launched interest targeting to compete with Google's affinity audiences. The idea here basically being, well, if I target people who are specifically talking about something, then we're gonna be able to make sure that they see our ad. Now, that works great for Google because they don't have a user experience in the same way that Facebook does. It also works great for Google because their business objective is to serve an ad to somebody and have that person take a desired action to get off of Google as fast as possible. Facebook is not Google. And what I mean by this more than anything is their business objective, they're your business partner, their objective as a business has nothing to do with making sure that you leave Facebook as fast as possible. Also, they have not actually inputted any engineer or development tech into how an interest group is populated in at least five years. So, the solution to the problem that you're having now, when you're going to target interest groups, is to try to rely on something that Facebook themselves doesn't think that you should do and has abandoned all resources to try to support. And even more recently, Facebook openly said something that we've been saying for 18 months. I've been preaching for years now and Facebook has publicly stated and they're now changing their policy around targeting and that 
when you choose an interest group, that expanded targeting option is now not an option. It's mandatory, and there's a big reason for that. So let's get into how an interest group works and why you should never use it again. So first off, an interest group looks to see what websites are you on? What words are you using? What are you talking about? However, interest groups do not track sentiment, meaning that if you don't like something and you talk about it a lot, you're going to be in that interest group. Have you ever gone onto Facebook and said a lot of bad things about something and then you see ads for that thing? It's because that social media manager, that Facebook strategist, put in that interest group to target you. Now, this is very popular, especially with the iOS 14 impact on Facebook where they installed the aggregated events manager because folks saw that their broad targeting, their lookalikes didn't work nearly as well as they used to. Well, let's get into that point here in a second. But the last thing I want to get into with interest groups is a way that it affects the algorithm and your bid. Because remember, what you pay in the algorithm is your budget and your estimated action rate as well as your page score. So when you focus on an interest group, what you're doing is you are paying a premium. Now, back in the day when I started, when you put in an interest group, it told you very directly your CPM will go up by this much money because you are customizing the data set. Anything that you do when you start to customize it, it makes it less appealing to more people and you have to pay extra to do it. There's nothing in the world that you can, that you can, uh, that you can customize where it's actually cheaper. Customization costs money. Also, when you use interest groups and you target them, what you are doing is you are telling Facebook, I want you to show this ad to this person because of what they say, not because of how they would respond to this ad. So what you're really doing is you're saying, hey, Facebook, I know your objective is to keep people on the platform for as long as possible. I know that your objective is to give people a positive user experience. The average person swipes the height of the Eiffel Tower on a daily basis, but I want to pay extra to make sure that you can't show my ad to the people that you think are gonna respond positively to it. And I want you to target people even if they won't like my ad because of other things that they may have said or done. So you're paying extra to prevent Facebook from showing your ad to the people that might want to see it and you disrespect the customer, the end user, by showing them things they might not like and you're disrespecting Facebook's business objectives of keeping people on the platform. So basically, you're paying a premium price to give a lower quality user experience in something that is less scalable, less stable, and also forces you to have to play the game of, I found an ad, what's the right audience that receives this ad at a performance that is good for me? The problem is every ad you make might have a different audience. So at that point, every single ad you make might need its own ad set, might need its own investment. The problem here is over the years, the amount of time and money that you have to spend to try to find a more expensive, non-stable, non-evergreen solution that disrespects your business partner's objectives and makes the user experience for your potential end customer worse 
is ultimately a liability to your success. There's a reason that the people that are trying to find the right audience for their ad are still trying to find the right audience for their ad. And there's a reason why the people that have stopped worrying about this altogether are no longer worrying about it. If you try to solve a problem with a very short term, high risk, low return solution, you're ultimately gonna have to rely on that over and over. Now, let me tell you the three reasons why interest groups might be better for you today and why it's an absolute liability to your success to rely on it. Number one, one of the reasons that your ads right now might not work at Broad is because you didn't test them at Broad. Basically, what you've done is, if I cheat at the game and pay extra, I can find a few places where I win. And that's great. The problem is that's not a scalable solution. That is hand-to-hand -hand combat. For lack of a better word, let me give you this reference. If you've ever seen the movie Gangs of New York, there's a scene where the two gangs are fighting each other in the streets with knives to try to take over one individual town square. That is you with your ad trying to find the right audience, fighting tooth and nail, person to person to try to win. The folks that are targeting broad are like the Navy shooting cannonballs into the streets and leveling the entire town, basically making your entire fight completely fucking useless. My point here is, if you continue to struggle by trying to chase the right audience for your ad, what it means is you're never going to be able to rise above that problem. That might get you a win today, but it prevents the win that you can ultimately have later. Remember, if you solve a problem today and then you have to solve it again in a week or a month or a year, what it means is you didn't solve the problem. You just kicked the can down the river and you lost money while doing it because maybe that interest group is giving you a good return. But how many other interest groups did you lose at? And were you able to make enough money losing to find a winner to ultimately pay off all your losses? And... Is it good for you to rely on the hard work and getting lucky as a business model when ultimately the net effect of that is you're never able to rise above that issue because you're inherently limited by the cost of that inventory and the size of that audience, which gets higher and higher. If you've noticed your CPMs when you use interest targeting are continuing to rise. Folks targeting broad are seeing CPMs of 10, 15, maybe 20 bucks. Folks targeting interest groups might see CPMs of 20, 30, 50, or $100. Folks continue to struggle with the same problems and Facebook isn't really working for them and is not stable. And one of the biggest reasons is because you're not investing in stable solutions that are profitable for you. If you're choosing to reject what Facebook has said, and for the record, Facebook has taught corporate at a corporate level, has taught going broad since 2017. If you look back before that, it was sort of a fringe idea, but it was proven by the folks in the Bombus case study of 2017, where an entire ad account was dropped down to one broad ad set and one 1% 1 performance lookalike, and it outperformed everything else and required one tenth of the amount of work 
and it allowed that brand to continue to scale. One of the reasons they're such a popular name and you know them is because they got this right in a place where a lot of other people didn't because they figured out how to sell to everybody. More importantly, they figured out how to let the ads do the targeting. Because here's another thing that the folks that preach interest groups don't understand about ads. Your ad is a web page and it makes its own lookalike audience. Your ad sees the people that respond positively to it. It measures the bounce rate, the click-through rate, and the stickiness of your web page and goes out and tries to find other people that behave in a similar fashion that would respond in a positive way. What this means is your ad finds who likes it, and then Facebook jobs to go out and find other people. Now, if you remember the math that we were just talking about, if you're letting Facebook say, people like this ad, and then you say, great, go find more people that look, that, that want to see this ad. But then I'm saying, no, actually, I'm not gonna let you go out and find other people anywhere you want. I'm gonna pay extra money to prevent the amount of people that you can see. I'm actually going to restrict you from dozens or hundreds of millions of good options. I'm gonna pay extra to prevent you from being able to see those good impressions. And I wanna do it in a way that also is going to raise my costs and at a higher level, force my ad to people that might not like to see it which ultimately increases my CPM because my estimated action rate goes down. This ultimately hurts us across our entire ad account. Remember, your bid is based on your estimated action rate and your page score. The more people that you force your ad onto that don't want to see it, because you're telling Facebook to spend X amount of money and you're paying extra to show it to just these people, whether or not those people like it, because eventually those impressions have to go somewhere, what you're doing is you're forcing people to have a more negative experience with your brand and you're preventing Facebook from being able to show your ads to the people that actually should see your advertising because for whatever signals that they're seeing, because you've turned on advanced matching, because you've been paying attention to the Power 5, which we helped design five years ago, four years ago. And by we, I mean the Facebook disruptor community of which I'm a member. It's so the top 100 Facebook advertisers on the platform. And there are a lot of other really elite folks. And the sad truth is I'm one of the only people in that group that are actually teaching. Most of them are doing a lot of other stuff. And the vast majority of individuals out there being experts and gurus and selling courses and all that stuff don't even know it exists. I've been at conferences where I was like literally went up to big names. Folks that were maybe not aware of citing my work as part of their case studies. When I went up to them, I was like, hey, thank you for showing my case study. They first off said, what are you talking about? Because they didn't realize I was behind that study. And also, they had no clue what the disruptor group was. They're maybe lucky to get even a small to medium business rep, an SMB rep. And so what we're talking about here is bigger solutions by more lead advertisers and how to implement it. So the power five tells us we should use advanced matching and we should have simplicity. And so we're integrating that into letting Facebook show our advertising to anybody that wants to see it based on all of the data. You might be absolutely in the market for something, but have not necessarily sent nearly enough signals for Facebook to put you in that interest group. But maybe there's a whole bunch of people that don't like it at all, that have spent a lot of time sp speaking ill of something, but they're in the interest group. And so you, by focusing on that interest group, are paying extra to specifically not target me, 
but show your ads to a whole bunch of people that want nothing to do with you. What do you think happens then? A bunch of negative comments, a bunch of people Xing out to hide all of your ads and your CPMs will skyrocket and your page score will go down, which ultimately hurts your advertising across your entire ad account. Facebook has told us for years and we've, I personally have spent well over $100 million and can absolutely vouch for this. The estimated action rate is the only actionable metric that you can truly control inside of the Facebook ecosystem, outside of your spend, to improve your performance. So let's get to the next part. Now we've just talked about you didn't test it broad. So your ads never won at broad. And if they didn't win at broad, how are they supposed to win in the real world? If you've only ever taught your ads how to succeed, by sending them downhill and cheated their way to success by only letting them spend a little bit of money in a few places to target just the folks that might want to see it, you might be able to win at 100 bucks a day, $500 a day. But that's never going to bring you to $5,000 a day. It's never going to bring you to $1 million a day. Focusing on hand-to-hand -hand combat at a liability to your overall growth is never going to scale your brand. As a matter of fact, it's going to make things harder and harder and harder, more and more expensive, less and less stable over time. And anybody that tells you different just has not invested enough time and money into the machine to, to understand how it works. I will stand behind that. I will die on that hill 100%. And if you've seen that or you have any opposition to that, please feel free to comment, reply back to this, DM me with your feedback that says, actually, I've spent dozens or hundreds of millions of dollars. And what I have found is disrespecting my business partner and paying extra to create a lower quality user experience and limiting my potential has been really good for my business. I've had this challenge going for years. I have yet to have a single person actually take me up on it. Because the honest truth is, if you're good enough to be able to be at that spend level, you already know that this is the path for you to see success. Now, the second reason that this might be going, and actually, I want to just try to summarize this first point, one more thing. If you've raised spoiled children that only know how to solve a problem with money and privilege, do not be surprised when they're absolutely bratty and incapable of handling things on their own without your support. That is you with your interest targeting. All of your ads are spoiled, rotten children, unable to perform in the real world. And that's one reason why they might never see the success that you want for them. Point number two, little investment. Now, investment in data is fundamental to your success. I was actually talking with a Facebook Ads MBA alumni this morning, Daniel, and he's taken his ad account from, well, I won't want to blow him up, but let's just say he's 5x his business in the last 60 or 90 days because he learned how to do this thing properly. And while everybody else on the planet is complaining about things being unstable and lack of data this and tracking all of that, He's having issue with fulfillment and financing from his bank because he's now spending five times as much as he was just last quarter. Magnificent problem. What he's not doing anymore is worrying about what audience to take this one ad that he likes and try to disrespect his customer as a business practice and hopefully working really hard and getting lucky is going to make him rich because we both know that is 100% not going to happen. So investment. Here's something that is fundamental that most people do not inherently understand. Facebook is a machine learning platform. We know that. 
But in order to teach somebody something, you have to be able to give it lessons. Now, the way that we teach Facebook what our objectives are is by giving it spend. We invest in its success and its knowledge, just like any other employee, and just like any other machine. Now, what we're really getting to here is if you're investing, say, 50 bucks across 10 interest groups or $500 against five interest groups, versus say $2,000 against broad, or let's take my buddy Dylan Carpenter who saw my post on Twitter and runs an agency out of Austin, great guy. We're in a fantasy football league together, solid dude. He saw my post and in response, kind of trying to troll me said, well, maybe I should just throw my four or five best ads against broad and throw a $5,000 a day budget at it. I'm one inch away from doing it. And the honest truth is that's 100% what you should do. Now, why? Well, let me tell you, number one, broad is the most infinitely scalable audience that you can be in because there is no limitation to the amount of opportunity other than the amount of people that you can possibly reach in the United States is hundreds of millions of people. But little investments, let's get back to this point. If I'm spending, say, $5,000 a gig against broad and you're spending 500 a day against 10 interest groups, my broad ad set might not be as good as any one or two of your interest groups on day one. But your good interest groups not only have to be good in their own right, but they have to be able to sustain the losses you're going to see everywhere else. Not only that, over a week, every one of those interest groups is going to be five, no, sorry, ten times dumber than that broad audience. Because every one of those interest groups got one-tenth the amount of data. Your broad audience, on the other hand, might not be stable for the first few days, but it's gonna be a lot better in the next week. It's gonna be even better than that next month. It's gonna probably be a lot better than that next year. If you're investing in the strength and security of your actual investments, Instead of trying to chase down lottery tickets, what happens is you have a compounding effect of value. So while today might not be good, while the next few days might be a little rocky, if in two weeks you can get to the same performance level at broad as you can by interest groups, and it means that you never have to actually look for an audience ever again, and you're never gonna have to make the investment in hunting around for the right audience for your ads, which means you're never gonna have to struggle to try to be successful by disrespecting your business partner and your end customer and trying to be so good at it you can pay for all of your losses on a regular rolling basis. You're gonna be in a much better place. What I'm getting at here is understanding the value of your investment. If you are training the system to understand what you want it to do, which is 100% what we do with the machine learning platform, because like an old boss of mine used to say, Facebook is a slow learning dog. You can absolutely teach it what you want it to do by allocation of data and resources, prioritization by data set. Facebook's ultimate goal is to deliver you a consistent result, and generally that consistent result is lowest cost. Now. If we're going lowest cost, but we won't let you see the dollar signs that have been spent on another interest group last month or last year. If I'm constantly trying to hire new employees for my business and I'm upset that they don't learn the lessons of an employee I fired six months ago, the problem with my business is me. 
If you think of every ad set as a salesperson and every ad as a sales pitch, you can begin to think of the way that the Facebook algorithm is designed. And I know this is the way that it's designed because I worked for the engineering and product team for years to make it look like this. Now, what I'm getting at here is that one of the reasons broad might not work for you today, but it's absolutely something you should invest in is because in two weeks, in two months, once you make it work, you'll never have to solve the audience problem ever again. How much money and time have you spent over the last 30 days on your ad account and interest groups that are turned off? How many of investments have you abandoned because they weren't good enough? My point to that is, I don't have to deal with that problem ever again, and neither do you. The people that are the most successful, my students and clients that are managing seven, eight, nine-figure businesses, no longer play the game of, what can I do to get lucky? And how do I be successful by throwing away money? Because that's very hard to do. It's unsustainable. And yet it is what we're talking about here. Going back to Brian, for instance, saying it was, I think he said, arrogant of me to teach people to try to see this problem in the way that Facebook is designed to be used. And instead say, it's arrogant of me to try to teach people to match your business partner's objectives to reach a more stable, more scalable, easier to manage solution that actually also gives the end user a better experience and decreases your CPM over time and makes Facebook more scalable and easier to manage with less and less time every week because that machine learning will ultimately do all of the things that you're currently probably spending hours a week doing and it's gonna do it a lot better than you will because none of us is smarter than Facebook. It is a machine designed by thousands of engineers who are probably smarter than any one of us on their own. Well, at least me for to begin with. It's designed by thousands of engineers to look at millions of websites with billions of users and trillions of data points to define what ad should be seen by the right person. Remember we talked, every ad makes its own lookalike audience, paying extra to prevent that ad from being shown to the person that wants to see it because instead you would like to pay a tax to prevent your ability to scale because you're trying to play the game of getting lucky as a business model instead of making Facebook stable so that you can scale it and ultimately get Facebook management down to an hour or two a week absolutely tops and you can take your seven figure business to an eight figure one or beyond which is by the way something I've done repeatedly dozens of times over the years and it's one of the reasons why we put this down in the power five of things that you should be doing the last part of this that I really want to get to is you can be good enough doing things wrong my point here is remember we talked about if you train bratty children to need you, but you're willing to work hard enough to prevent them from actually having to do real work, they can be successful. You can do a bad job with a good client and a good business model and see success. More than that, if you want to work 10, 20 hours a week, or if you wanna work four or five hours a day, day trading Facebook, you can be successful. The problem is you are solving a problem that's a thousand dollar a day problem. And you're never gonna have the luxury of being able to solve a several million dollar a year problem. 
Because you're never going to take your $1,000 a day ad account to a $5,000 or $10,000 or $50,000 a day ad account by day trading your way through audiences. Eventually, that solution won't work at scale. You get to pick and choose the problems that you want to have. If you're trying to say, I'm going to win by working really hard and forcing the machine to be dumb, because remember, we're not investing in training our employees to be strong because we're investing in interest groups. You can be successful. You can get a passing grade. You can get a C plus. You're never going to get an A. You're never going to take your business to seven, eight or nine figures on the back of doing work like this. And every client that I've worked with and every student that I've worked with that has faced this problem, once we teach them how to test at broad, how to optimize your ads and research for your branded estimated action rate so that you see lower CPMs over time and have compounding value of the interest of all of your data points, they don't play this game anymore and they save hours a day or a week. Did you know that you can easily get your ad account to a million dollars a year with one campaign and maybe an hour or two max a week managing your Facebook ad account? It's 100% possible. Students in the MBA program are doing this all the time. I personally manage brands with that level of investment all the time. There's no difference in the amount of success that you can see whether you work really hard or you don't. The problem is what is the max amount of success that you can achieve? Do you want to have an eight-figure brand? Do you want to be able to ultimately make Facebook so stable and easy that you can invest the rest of your time and energy in scaling your brand by working on your business model? Or do you want to continue to play a game where the costs are going to go up? The amount of work you have to do will go up. The amount of frustration that you see will go up and your success will get harder and harder and harder to come by. Because here's ultimately the other thing. With the implementation of Aggregated Events Manager and Facebook shift in the algorithm, which by the way was the most major shift, the first major shift that we've seen since the implementation of the Facebook Pixel, which for the record, I was spending a million dollars a day before the Facebook Pixel, as we know it, existed. There wasn't a conversion campaign when I started. This is the biggest change since then. And the biggest thing that this has done, it has had a compounding effect on the negative impact on your brand and on your ad account by trying to hack Facebook. The bottom line is, if you're not working with every penny to either increase the volume of data that Facebook has and allowing it to make decisions based on that knowledge or improving the estimated action rate by improving the quality of the experience and testing every single element of every single ad to deliver that so that you can ultimately scale your brand by solving better quality problems, then you are playing a game that you are going to lose. And I'll be very clear with this. If you are not building your brand in your ad account on the back of creative testing at Broad, a simple ad account with advanced matching dynamic ads, you are going to ultimately lose. You are going to ultimately either abandon Facebook or go out of business. Those are your two options. Institutions or death. That's it. 
You're not going to take your brand to $2 million, $5 million, $10 million a year just in the investment in the platform with your advertising, much less the massive return you're going to see from it if you still try to solve hand-to-hand -hand combat in the streets. Because there's going to be people like me with the ships out in the ocean knocking down your entire town because the problems that you're trying to solve are irrelevant. Now, this is sort of difficult for people to hear, and I absolutely appreciate that. And the honest truth is, very few people are teaching how to solve this problem correctly. This is the part of the thing where I tell you, I absolutely do have a strategy and a process that I've developed in hand with Facebook for years over hundreds of millions of dollars to make this work for you. I teach this inside of my Facebook Ads MBA program and I'd love to have you be a part of that. You can DM me if, you want, if you're interested. And we can absolutely have a discussion to see if this is a good fit for you. But what I want to tell you more than anything, some bit of free advice. If anybody tells you the solution to your problem is to invest in making things more complicated, that person has no fucking clue what they're talking about. And they are a liability to your success, to your happiness, and to your overall growth. They will continue to fail. It's a choice that you have over whether or not you want to side with them. Going back to Brian who said I was arrogant to teach people to target broad. My response to that is, is it arrogant to teach people how to succeed when it's uncomfortable and they're going to have to grow? Or is it arrogant to say, fuck Facebook, fuck my customers, and if you can't work as hard as I can and get as lucky as I can, then fuck you too. My response to that is, I think I'm a little bit less arrogant. And I'm willing to tell people that if you don't do this, you're ultimately going to fail. With that, I hope you have a great day. And best of luck to all of you out there. If you want to begin to learn how to test and scale at Broad and ultimately see the potential that you deserve by treating Facebook in the way that it was designed to be used by somebody that has been there along with the engineering and product team to actually prove the efficacy of all of these strategies across more money and more time and more accounts than you might ever touch, DM me. I'd love to help you out. My why is to help folks. The honest truth is nobody was there to help me when I started. And I learned very early on that the only way to be truly good at this is to understand what your business partner wants and how to give it to them in a way that they need. And I'll leave you with this. You will never get anywhere in life by disrespecting your partners. Talk to you later. Bye.